Welcome to It The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and I consider myself to be uh, quite uh, spectacular. And this week I am joined by my friend, uh, co-host, and man that I would say is the ultimate version of himself, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing good, man. I've, you stole my joke, though, so now I got nothing. So <laughs> just move on for me. <laughs> Perfect. And this week we are joined by um, our reoccurring friendly neighborhood co-host and man who might be the superior and might be spectacular, as well as Marvel team up, our friend Kevin. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I thought I was getting amazing, though. How did I, how did I not get the amazing word oh that's because that belongs to somebody else they're oh. the amazing spider-man yeah well who i mean who else is here <laughs> <laughs> well i could have also gone with the web spinner uh marvel knight uh untold tales uh giant size um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's me the last one the, <laughs> giant the, size the human spider yeah the human spider uh, um, what um night night monkey Night <laughs> I mean, if we want to get into the rabbit hole of all the different names Spider-Man has, mm. oh, that's that's some fun. Uh, the Amazing Bagman, I think, is another one. It will not be a tight hour if we go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then we start getting into like, are we going to also include Punk Spider-Man, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, Spider Gwen? Um, Peter hey, Porker. This is the podcast, people. This is what happens. <laughs> um, sorry, this is my wheelhouse of knowledge. So, you know, you Jesse be, knows uh, people's names and sports yeah. stuff. Sports stuff. <laughs> That's our dynamic. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, if you haven't guessed already, we're going to be talking about uh, Spider Man, specifically. Uh, the newest movie from a combination of Marvel and Sony uh, pictures, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and what we think about it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I think we'll, we're just going to go right into it. We'll do what we normally do with stuff like this, where we're talking about a recently released uh, feature or series or something. Uh, we'll probably just go through our non-spoiler spoiler thoughts uh, to start off with, and then we'll move into spoiler territory and then probably what we think this means for the greater uh mcu slash sony cu uh, and go forward from there so we'll let you know when we get to that point where we're done with the the spoiler free version so if you hadn't seen it yet you can go out and see it um or if you don't care you can keep keep on listening uh past that point but yeah we'll uh did you just, jump say, right did you just say the sony see See, yeah, yeah this, I don't know. I mean, is are are they combining? Are Sony and Marvel are like this really weird, like passive aggressive married couple, and they're <laughs> fighting over the kids, and it's very confusing because it's like one week they're perfectly fine, the next week they want a complete utter severance divorce where one gets full custody of the kid, but then they like go, oh wait. No, that won't work out because we can't both afford. We both can't afford to live in separate <laughs> homes in this economy, so we need to stay together. Right. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. All right. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I, I uh, I'm excited to be here. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. 
So uh, just so everybody knows, uh, I've I've seen this movie now twice. Uh, I wanted to see it a second time, but uh, I, the tight turnaround for this podcast did not help. Uh, very fair. Um, we, we like to keep things tight around here, because <laughs> you couldn't tell. Very professional here. But Jesse and I saw it last night. Uh, yep. That was your first viewing and my second viewing. And then, Kevin, you saw it... Uh, what was it? <laughs> Whatever night you saw it the first night. I can't yeah, remember. I can't remember. Wednesday it, last week, maybe? Wednesday last week, I think it was, yeah. yeah. So the 29th, yeah. We were going to see it earlier, but Jesse, you weren't feeling well, right? So we had to push it behind, push it down the road. was afflicted by the corona, and that threw a wrench into a number of things over the, the holidays. So. Oh, that's still going on? No, that is over, but... That was meant in general, COVID's still around, but I wasn't aware. Oh, yes. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, for your information, I... <laughs> no, I I was not feeling well two weeks, I think, or maybe the week before Christmas, and then I dealt with that. Uh, I was testing negative at that time, and then tested positive right around the holidays, then had to isolate for a while. So I didn't get out of my house again until New Year's. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, I, I also probably could have seen it with you if I hadn't had to... Uh, cancel my tri- trip back home, so it's affecting all of us. Yeah, it's it's a real tricky bastard that COVID. It's yeah. It's, I mean, it's up for a lot of people. One thing it's not affecting, I do have to say, is this movie's box office. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> Thanks, just yeah. back on topic. What a segue, right? <laughs> yeah. What did I see? It's the highest grossing film in the pandemic, or something like that. Yeah, it's a uh, gross. Uh, our box office is uh, one point three seven three billion with a B dollars on a two hundred million. That's million with an M budget. So mm-hmm. quite a hefty bit of money they've gotten back on this adventure. So and this is why mom and dad stay together, no matter how <laughs> bad the fights get. <laughs> See, full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, do you guys want to get into talking about our thoughts, spoiler-free, uh, on the movie? Yeah, and I think the guest usually gets to go first in these. The amazing guest, yes. Okay. Um, so this is a really difficult movie to talk about without spoiling anything, so I'm going to keep it really simple. Um, and I just, I, I think, I, I think the majority of the people feel the same way. This was a hell of a good time. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, everyone I was with, they ranged from like not being a fan to being like a super fan and everyone had fun watching it. Um, they pulled off an incredible amount of uh, and fun and heartbreak um, adventure. It, you know, there's definitely some minor quibbles around pacing and, and things like that, but I mean, overall, it was the most fun I've had watching a movie in a in a long time, and it's totally makes sense. Uh, it's totally worth seeing in the theater. Um, no, for the whole family, anyone should see this movie, even if you're not a big fan. I think it's still everyone. I mean, that's as far like... as I can go without like jumping into <laughs> spoilers. So. To spoilers. Um, yeah. Funny you say that, Kevin. About um, 
even if you aren't a fan, you should still see this movie. Uh, Jesse and I saw it last night with a group of six of us, and it was Jesse, Natalie, uh, Jesse's wife, uh, Lindsay, my girlfriend, and then um, Ian, who's been on the was who was on the podcast for the Dune episode, mm-hmm. uh, who's a big movie fanatic uh, just like us, and then Lindsay's cousin and Ian's friend um, Kelsey, who has not seen any of the other Spider-Man movies except for uh, the uh, just Spider-Man, Raimi Spider-Man, number one. That's it. She's not, she hasn't seen any of the other ones. I don't know if she's seen any of the other Marvel stuff, but I'm assuming knowing her, she hasn't. So, and she said she liked it. <laughs> so, oh, I, okay. I, wow. That's yeah, not what right. I thought you were, were going to say. Because I, I guess I meant like, you should have like some interest in it, I guess. But Well, she, her interest was in the hype. She was really, she's really all about the hype. Um, I don't know what that exactly means. I uh, we, we were talking about it, and it, I think it's like equated to like if I was given free tickets to the Super Bowl, I would still go see the Super Bowl. I guess, even though mm. I don't like football, so that's that that that's like the rationale I could come up with in my mind of why she would want to go see something like that. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> so she saw. Spider-Man one with Raimi and then took a 20 year sabbatical <laughs> in between Spider-Man. Uh, so she's not, she's not a really big movie person. Um, uh-huh. So that's kind of the, the defense of her not seeing it. That That's all I got. Yeah. I, I was just clarifying. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, Jesse, what did you think of it? It was good, man. Um, I was feeling the hype, I think because I had to wait a little longer to go see this. Um, uh, and I saw a lot of positive reception, a lot of people who were really happy with some of the developments and how the story played itself out. And I thought for the most part, it earned that. So I thought it was really enjoyable and had some, some good action. And despite being two and a half hours long, I, thought it cut a pretty good pace overall um and overall i was just you know pretty satisfied with uh, the ending and how everything played out so i would go as far to say this is probably yeah this is probably my favorite uh, standalone live action spidey movie since uh spider-man 2 so wow I feel really confident saying that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that, just, just but, for clarification, is that below Into the Spider-Verse, above Into the Spider-Verse? Live action. Live action. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we're specifying there. I don't, I don't know if there's any beating Spider-Verse. Like, okay. That bar is ridiculously high. Those cherries, are they're, they're hard to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we're doing our rankings right now, the, the, for me, it doesn't... Into the Spider Verse is still the king for sure. I have this, I have this like fight for my right one, two, three, third spot with the original Spider Man. I think yeah. like it's Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man Two, and then the original Spider Man and this one are fighting for it. Yeah, I would probably say about the same. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, sh- should I go? Do we want to talk more about your thoughts, Jesse? Or you want to share anything else? It's so hard to just do generalized thoughts for this because so much of what I liked are things that I don't want to spoil for <laughs> a buddy else. So. Fair. Okay. Um, so I'll go then. 
Uh, I, I liked it. Um, I liked it more the second time I watched it. Oh, wow. Um, uh, which doesn't, which to be clear, I didn't. So like, it's hard to describe. It was good. I don't think it's as good as people are saying it is though. I feel mm -hmm. like it's, it's not the best Marvel movie. I don't think it's the best Spider-Man movie as people are claiming, like in a broad sense. Um, I still think I probably like this one more than I've liked any of the other um, Tom Holland Spider-Mans. Um, I definitely don't. It definitely is below. Oof, this is hard. I would even say it. it's it's even fighting for like spot number four for me on the live action stuff. So, and that goes for me. It's uh, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man One, Amazing Spider-Man. I rewatched it recently, and I actually kind of like some parts of that, which is oh kind of weird. Gosh. Can we start like, a new? Can we start a new podcast and argue about that one? Because I, I'm not you have that at all i i just i don't know i just feel i, I rewatched it and i, I rewatched it and enjoyed more parts of it than i thought than i remember enjoying from the last time but um i don't know i just yeah so it's 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 in there it's in the top five for me but i don't know i just don't i feel like it's just not as good as everybody is saying it is i don't think it's the best spider-man movie like i was talking with some people um I heard some people at work talking about it and they were saying that they think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever put to film. Um, I vehemently disagreed with that. I wasn't in a position to, but <laughs> internally I was fuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 the, the way I'm thinking about it is it's not, it's, it's not at all the best. And it, I think it's the greatest spectacle to me. It's really a lot like, uh, end game in my head where I'm like impressed that they like pulled it off. Like it's something that mm. shouldn't exist just logistically. Um, and there had, it was just all fan service and a lot of fun and wild, but like as a movie, <laughs> as, as a movie is like typically supposed to, or I guess as I enjoy movies, I should say, um, function is like something that's like really tight and focused and, um well thought out like it, it, it you know it, it's not it's not that it's just it is a lot of fun it's a spectacle it's something that we like it's something we should be grateful for just because of its absurdity um but not like the greatest like standalone movie for sure like it's it's something that takes a lot of outside um influence i don't know if that's the right word but a lot of it, it needs a lot of support for it to, it, it can't stand on its own kind of thing. So I, I like in my head, it's, it's similar to like the end game of it all. Like it's fun and it gets people talking and it's incredible, but not a f <laughs> like a thorough, like real Spider-Man film. I don't want to say that, but like, it's not like a, it, it's own movie. It's, it's something different. It's like a giant. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just fun. Uh, no, but, I agree with you on that, Kevin. Totally. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, it is um, like Lindsay's cousin was talking about. She was like, oh, I did. She's like, oh, well, I feel like I didn't need to see all those other movies because it did such a great job of telling me what was happening. So, yeah, I feel like it, from that point of view, it made sense. I was like, yeah, I guess this movie would do that. Um, yeah, getting into spoilers, it, you know, does tie a very nice bow on quite a on quite a few stories. And I feel like you're right. It does feel like this is. I like that. What you're saying is the spectacle of it, the culmination. This is, yeah, it's like Endgame. It's 
more the fact that they pulled this this situation off was happened this happened and we get to watch it and see it and i couldn't like to be able to go back and tell like my you know younger self like you'd be able to see this movie i would tell you it was impossible i I would not be able to believe you right so yeah i like i like i like that statement though i appreciate you being able to help me put my thoughts into actual words, Kevin. <laughs> no problem but yeah so yeah, can, can we get into spoilers yet because <laughs> this, diffi- <laughs> this is very difficult he's dying over here i know i mean i mean i i well I like this I feel like this movie just needs to be talked about like beat by beat in a way, you know, it's such a song. Like if someone hasn't seen it yet, like just stop and ignore everything and go see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, fair. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about, just cause I want to make sure we're giving something for people that haven't seen it to listen to for a little bit longer <laughs> if they want to. Yeah. You don't uh, want me to tell people to stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <guess. laughs> uh, but I mean, just in general, like, uh, I, so non-spoiler, I don't hate Tom Holland in this movie, which is impressive. That's like a huge compliment for me. Um, so just wanted to say that for everybody that is listening, that if they haven't seen it yet or something, and they know how much I dislike Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Um, not to say I don't, I like Tom Holland. He's a great, I, I think he's a very good actor, <laughs> to be clear. I, I like Tom Holland. He, he, I'm very excited for him in Uncharted. Um, but I just don't like him as peter parker spider-man sometimes um so i just want to put that out there that was a very long backhanded compliment (laughs) (laughs) i'm really good at those uh but yeah no i mean if we want to get into the 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 spoiler spoiler conversation i'm totally down with it yeah i would even caution there could be spoilers for other recent mcu things in here um Except Hawkeye. I have not seen Hawkeye yet, so I'll have to put on mm. earmuffs during those parts. But uh... Oh, I mean, if you have, right, yeah, to be clear, for spoilers, if you haven't seen Hawkeye and Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, uh, WandaVision, um, what else? Uh, oh, if you haven't seen um, Black Widow, uh, <laughs> There's there's a bunch of stuff in here, so yeah, just be Wait, aware. So Jesse hasn't seen Hawkeye, so he's not allowed to finish this. Yeah, he has to stop. Yeah, <laughs> you have to cover me for the rest. All right, of it. I got it. Cool. Um, but but we we ready to go, boys? So ready. Okay, so from this point on, there be spoilers. So you've been warned. Kevin, would you like to start? <laughs> um, I always I, shoot. I don't know where to start uh, with this. Um, I don't know where to start with this. How about somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you, like you said, you wanted to go beat for beat. So, I mean, yeah. like, let's well, start. I, yeah. So, where, where do you want to start, Michael? Where would you like to start? Do you want to start from the beginning of the movie and just talk through it? Or do you want to go, want me to say what I liked about it in more specific I, detail? I would say, yeah, let's just do a general overall kind of thing. And then okay. we kind of go, I, we can go by beat by beat, I feel like, in a little bit here, just kind of after okay. we get our general thoughts on it. Then, then I will, I will start with the end because I, um, what I think I loved about this movie the most, which is absurd because of all the goodness in it, is it 
I feel like I felt heard <laughs> because um, I, when I have had complaints about this version of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, I just jokingly called all these movies, you know, the Iron Man Jr. movies because I felt like it was just trying to annoy Spider-Man into being the next Tony Stark or the next Iron Man. And it just drove me crazy that he had every tool available. And it, it's just like, I, I felt like none of the conflict was there. And then by the end of this movie, it, you know, they really are, they, they worked to strip Spider-Man of everything and kind of turn the into an elongated origin story, which is kind of a crazy way to do it. Um, especially, you know, with Spider-Man having such a well-known origin story. Uh, it's, it's funny that we still hit some similar beats by the end of it, but it, I, I think I just really enjoyed by the end of this, he is back to living in a shitty apartment, being alone, which I know that all this stuff <laughs> makes me sound like a sociopath and I want this for him. But and and nobody knows who he is, so he doesn't have the Stark toys to play with. Um, he even has like his own his own boring suit. So it, 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 I think that was like a cool thing. I didn't I didn't expect them to go that way. I thought you know our like my complaint and Michael's complaint was more in the minority. I thought everyone was having fun with like MCU Spider Man being able to do whatever he wanted. Um, so it, I thought that was a really cool way to land after all this chaos. And now, you know, what, thinking about it back, like that's the only way they could have done it. Um, but so I, I think that was my, honestly, my favorite part. And then working backwards, of course, seeing both of the other two Spider-Men <laughs> was a lot of fun. And I'm still super impressed that they made us like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man because that was an impossible task that I never would have expected. Um, and the villains were great, especially Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin, which is standouts, which is fair. That's they've always been standouts throughout this whole series. That's what made those first two movies so great, or as a part of what made them so great. And I'm glad that they didn't tarnish anything with them. And then also at the core of it, I was really impressed that they kept it being Tom Holland's like Spider Man movie, like it was still his story, his and his friend's story. Um, the beginning was a little rough, um, a little slow paced and, and a little odd, you know, it's just, I think, an odd experience because we all knew what was coming and kind of waiting for it. But I, I was just impressed that he really, it was really his story. He was the leader of the team of Spider-Man. It was still focused on him um, and it was still like an MCU movie, despite like all the distractions um, and, and I just, I feel good about where they left him and I'm actually excited to see him in future movies and see where they pick up off at, um, now that he's kind of alone again. If, uh, if I may be so bold, mm -hmm. I would say where they landed at the ending of this movie and how they wrap things up. <clears throat> puts them in a position to where I think if they develop it right and they continue what they were doing here with Tom Holland's character, the next Spider-Man movie with him could potentially challenge, uh, you know, for top three status or top two status or whatever you want to call it. Because I 100% agree with you, Kevin, in that. It's as one of those people who was having fun with MCU Spider-Man being just all involved and all in awe of everything. This character works as his best when he is isolated, when he's forced 
to stand alone when he's constantly just getting shit on by life and has to deal with it and carry on and continue upholding his great power with his great responsibility. Um, and I think that's where we wound up here. And it was, it was bittersweet. It was, it was a little sad how things wrapped up. And I don't remember ever feeling that way in the other MCU Spider-Man movies. So I think 100% they got this to where it needed to go. And the best part about that is when the third movie in a trilogy is the best one and ends on a high note, that's going to help the other two movies in terms of their longevity and their staying power. So it really just strengthens the trilogy as a whole. Um, so I was really happy to see that. I was really happy to but, see Andrew Garfield as well. <laughs> Happier than I thought I was going to be. Happy to see him enjoying playing this role again and not being in a movie that was a complete and utter clusterfuck. Um, so that was good. Um, like you said, nice to see everybody back again. I hadn't seen Tobey Maguire in anything since Gatsby, I think. Hmm came out quite a while ago so it's nice to see that he's still doing well and it's great to see him as the kind of older brother <laughs> of the spider-man the the veteran i thought he really he's really honed in in that role and uh, did a good job and yeah yeah they definitely handled him being uh, like a mentor like but they let him stand aside and do it too it wasn't like overbearing yeah. they they did a good job of letting all three spider-man uh, hang on to like their unique traits and characteristics from one another. Even if you didn't like Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man movies, you can watch No Way Home and say, well, they're still true to the character they were trying to uh, portray in those. Right. Too. I do like what you said too about making the trilogy as a whole better because I I, I wonder if I would. Go, if I go back and watch them now, which I just watched them recently, but if I did it now, if I would be less critical of them um, through the lens of, like, I know where it lands. I, although I still think it's a little too heavy on the Iron Man stuff, but it, sure. I, I wonder if it could fix some of those, like, retroactive or some of those complaints retroactively for me. I And I think it could. I, it probably will a little, probably not in other ways, but I think when you know where a trilogy ends, if it's not in a good place, like it was with Raimi's original trilogy, you're just not, you're, the excitement is gone for you at a certain point. And you're just kind of dreading that last chapter because you know it's not going to be good. But uh, thankfully, that's sure. not going to be the case with this one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I thought all that was good. Michael, any, any, any thoughts here? Spoiler? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, yeah. Um so I'm I'm with you on the the pacing. I I, I remember getting done with the first, so and this to be clear, the first viewing and I talked with Lindsay about it afterwards because we both agreed that we liked it more the second time. And even I I was figuring out if I hated it less the second time or liked it more the second time, which is a big distinction. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it <laughs> it's a big distinction. Um and I think the reason I quote unquote, liked it more the second time was because I knew the weird pacing and the weird, almost whiplash inducing tonal shifts that happened 
um, were coming. And so I was less jarred um, about them. And I think that's why I liked it more the second time I viewed it, because I was kind of more of like, okay, I know this part's coming up. I know that Peter's going to be sad. And I know shortly after that, we're going to be throwing bread um, <laughs> and doing a whole bit about proving somebody Spider-Man. Like I knew that was coming. And so therefore I was less irritated about the fact that I was like, we just watched Aunt May die. And we watched this emotional scene with Peter standing in front of this giant billboard yelling at how he's such a terrible human being and crying in the rain, bloody covered in just despair. And that then was, with that real quick, that was such a great shot. Oh that, yeah. That no, right out of the comics. Right? No, loved that to be yeah. clear. Loved that both times thought it was amazing. Uh, yeah. The second time I was like, maybe we could have like, I was like sitting there cinematic thinking I was like, maybe I was like, Oh, it would have been really good if they like, instead of just doing the pan around him, if they did like a, a zoom in pan to kind of like focus in on his face a little bit more. But that was, that's like real, that's super nitpicky. And it was more just me being like curious watching it the second time. But, but that's my problem though, is that it's so beautiful. And then like the next scene we see them or the next like scene we have is kind of slightly emotional. And then it's just right into comedy mm -hmm. and it kind of was just like, Oh, Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm still like emotionally trying not to cry right now. Like maybe give me a little bit more of a breathing space on this opposed to, you know, so that's kind of the issues I had was just that the first time viewing it, I think it's not as good as people are saying, because I do feel like it has kind of these real bad pacing issues throughout the most of the entire movie. And I understand why they have them. I do like them doing the bantery bits, but the bantery bits kind of got a little wearing on me and kind of, a little yeah, frustrating. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that it, you actually enjoyed it the second time because I definitely was. I wanted to see it again, but I was actually a little afraid the opposite would happen because I was aware of the weird pacing during it. But I also thought if I would go back and see this, you know, the the beginning might really drag. Um, but so, but I think you have a good point. If you like know, if you go into it kind of knowing where the big um, points are, it, you might just be able to like sit back and relax and not worry about um, yeah. crying over Aunt May as much. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's like the thing is we, we talked, uh, Lindsay and I talked it over and we're just like, okay, I know where these are coming. And so I can emotionally prepare myself to get to, I even leaned over to her at one point. I was like, are you buckled up? And she goes, why? And I was like, because we're about to be in an emotional car wreck and then get shoved into a really funny hospital scene here, like moments later to make us feel better, but it won't. Right. Well, and that's more of like a, an MCU problem than anything, right? Like the fact yeah. that everything has to be a joke and, and funny and lighthearted, like they, they struggle to have the real moment sometimes because they are forcing that. that. But I feel like this is the worst one they've done so far. Yeah, no, it definitely should. <laughs> it, it, like, I, I heard that before, and I, I agree there are some times where it's like it gets too funny and there's too many jokes, or like I even get frustrated when they make a joke and then they say lines and they don't like let a laugh wave happen mm -hmm. in the audience. And so you miss like dialogue. But this was just, I feel like, such a the the this will now be the point that dc fans make when saying that dc's better and marvel's just a big joke this will be the moment they talk about 
um, the yeah, well, that, that's still a very that's a that's an uphill battle for them. I think DC fans have plenty to be concerned about at the moment, other than this movie. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of sorry. I know I, I jumped a little bit ahead of like our point by point stuff, but I mean, yeah. I I yeah, I'm not saying this is the best Marvel movie ever. I'm not saying it's the best Spider-Man live action movie. It is the best of the tom holland movies um mostly and i'm right there with you kevin i love where it ends and that's what makes me love this movie so much is because it's like yes we are getting a peter parker story not peter parker plus tony stark Mm -hmm. so that's like what it's it's his own it makes me excited to see what's going to happen next by the end we're really in our own standalone movie we are going to get a Peter Parker story, a Spider-Man story, not mm-hmm. Spider-Man plus something. And that was always my biggest fear for this movie. And we talked mm-hmm. about this when Kevin was on for our last Spider-Man episode. But uh, that the story for Tom Holland's Peter Parker slash Spider-Man was not going to be particularly strong or strong enough. And he was going to get overshadowed by all the fan service. And then we're going to get to the end and be like, well, now what, (laughs) where the, where the fuck does this character go now? Because you basically just told us what's already happened in the multiverse is more important than what's currently happening. And thankfully that, that wasn't the case in the end. That's a good, good reminder that that was a concern for sure. Yeah. I also think um, something over uh, easy to overlook is having Doctor Strange in this movie, um, but I thought it was it served a really good purpose. You know, obviously it ties into the MCU as a whole, and and that's the whole silly spell of people forgetting Peter Parker's Peter Parker or Spider Man. But I also thought it was just a good uh, like he was a good foil to have in this, where you know, Spy- uh, Peter, uh, Tom Holland's Peter. <laughs> is trying to fix everybody you know he has like he has this idea from Aunt May that hey like these people aren't past fixing and I thought this was really perfect for this specific universe especially um, the original trilogy because you know these villains definitely got corrupted by I guess scientific experiments gone wrong um, still had times where they had their you know real voices in their head and they're just getting overcast by the other voices so i thought it was like a really cool idea that they had some peter parker especially as a character just caring enough about these people to try to help them but then having the doctor strange like foil or or whatever i don't know if it's Mm -hmm. complete opposite but it's just him being more of the realist and also him knowing the importance of the multiverse and keeping it straightforward of him saying no this is their destiny this is what it's meant to be we have to just like let them go like you know he's not trying to be cold-hearted necessarily he's just being like this is this is how it's supposed to, this is how it has to happen yeah um and More having those two like yeah yeah and having those two interact and go against each other for that was really cool and then of course they had their i don't know if it's a fight scene i guess it's a fight scene but you know when they're fighting over the the box and and peter parker ends up winning and that was i i thought that was really well done and and easy to look over somehow even though you know dr strange is a full character himself um it doesn't ever feel bloated by it in in my opinion i wasn't annoyed by him at all no i there's two really good points about what you said and i love the word that i'm sorry the use of the word foil for dr strange because he is being more pragmatic and practical about the situation but 
Tom Holland's Peter Spider-Man needs to be driving the plot. And so he's trying to do the more ethical thing because that's who he is. And so this is going to create a conflict between these two people. And I thought that was handled well. Um, I, I thought that fight was cool, not just visually speaking, but and I think this is an area where they address, I think, some more complaints that people had about this character in the past movies and that it's how he beats him there that I thought was important. Mm-hmm. He uses his intellect to outsmart him, to trap him there and get the item, the MacGuffin that everybody was chasing. So I, I thought that was pretty good. Wait, Spider-Man is actually a smart person? <laughs> I'm not jaded he's, about that at all. Yeah, he's, he's okay. <laughs> he's, he's got, he's got I, some I, problems. I also and those are all great points um it is funny you said that he was being the rational one or i don't know if that was the word you said but he's being more more pragmatic but he more ethical for more ethical well i'm sorry no i'm talking about dr strange like you're saying he's being more it's funny because i i for a while i was kind of annoyed that he would even and i don't know where i'm not sure where i landed on this but I was annoyed that Dr. Strange would even do this in the first place. Like, why did he think the spell was a good idea? But then I also remember he does have kind of a big ego and he likes to just like do things to do things, I guess. Right. Like, it's like, Oh, this is a bad idea, but it's also fun to like show that I can do it. But it's, it is kind of like crazy. The fact that he even went along with it in the beginning at all. Yeah. Um, Well, and when when I saw the trailer and I was talking to Michael one of the things that Michael said, and he can shoot this down if I quote him <laughs> incorrectly, but after Loki and everything, you know, got split up in the multiverse there, and now Kang the Conqueror is, you know, going to come enter the fray here soon. We were talking about, well, maybe Strange is not actually strange, and somebody is yeah. impersonating him to purposefully kind of trick Peter into following this for you know obviously an ulterior motive so when i was watching it i was just kind of watching strange whenever he was on screen to see if he was out of character if like he was leading one way or another to try and you know make this happen and maybe there were you know some hints there but obviously that wound up not happening so yeah and i and i kind of thought the same thing i wasn't part of that conversation but i was one like from the trailers i kind of thought there was like a weirdness about him but i guess there still could be i guess because the movie's coming out right and there could still be something that we don't know about this version but it it did seem like it ended up him just being like kind of bored and he's like okay i'll do this and then and then it got out of control and maybe they did it purposefully to try and throw people off of where they were actually going to go. I don't know, but that that was one thing that didn't come to fruition in terms of expectations or thoughts. Well, I mean, it could still come to fruition. It still could be in in this movie. Yeah. Um, So that's actually, I'm I'm happy we're talking about Dr. Strange because I just really, um, Huh, how do I put this? Uh, I am not liking what they're doing with Doctor Strange. They are nerfing him hardcore in these <laughs> movies. Uh, <laughs> like, it's I'm there is a giant gaping plot hole that's the size of an open wound, like shotgun blast to the chest, open wound in this movie, and it doesn't make sense at all. 
Uh, why does Doctor Strange one not tell Peter how the spell is going to work before he starts? He just goes, yeah, I'll make people like he just goes blah blah, and, like he just starts it. Doesn't tell Peter the entire thing. He's an effing doctor, <laughs> a surgeon. He would. It, that's like it's part of his bedside like that's what they train they would tell you all the things that like that's part of him is he was going have to you, tell have you, you what have you met have you met a surgeon they're, they have huge egos they're not they're i not know <laughs> i know but i'm just they're not saying, wasting like, their time they're like, I, i'm, I'm gonna, not saying I'm the dr strange is <laughs> either but like i feel like he would at least like peter would be like yeah let's do that and he'd be like okay so I'm, everyone's gonna forget who you are and yeah. like he just doesn't do that he just starts the spell like i know he has a huge ego and everything but it just doesn't like that i'm just like okay fine fine that's okay but also why doesn't he go oh your problem is that everybody knows that you're peter parker because mysterio said it cool let's make everybody forget what mysterio said <laughs> end of movie done like literally that's like that's how it's solved but michael that's not gonna rake in the billions i don't care about that billions that's why it's it's a giant gaping plot armor well well, that's why i think my theory it's it's either one of two things it's that he's not who he is and he's he was things up or he was just bored he seems he's not the he's not the what's the what's the sorcerer supreme anymore he has nothing to do you know idle hands okay whatever you say that but then also he goes do you know how important is the, the, the multiverse like he makes like a huge stink about it and like i don't it just it just bugs me that if that was the case then man multiverse of madness needs to do a lot of fixing for this movie to make when, me feel good about that when was the last time you hung out with teenagers maybe it's just like he wanted him to go away because he was bothered <laughs> this teenager was bothered. you know he's like okay whatever peter here here's your spell I, go away yeah, i mean it's, it's snowing in his house he's having a bad day <laughs> wants this fucking kid out of here i mean you say that but it i mean he was perfectly fine with letting him go what, being like, sorry, I can't do anything. It's, you know, that's how it is. And he was perfectly fine with them leaving until he had an idea and then was like, oh, yeah, we could do that thing. But like, still, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why you say that he was bored? Oh, yeah. You want me to erase the entire world's memory of an event? Yeah. How about I erase the event that actually is causing this problem? He's yeah. not treating this. He's just treating a symptom. He isn't treating the actual disease in this situation. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> make mistakes I'm, too. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. No, I get it. I'm just pointing out that like this, I watched it the first time and that was the first thought I had when he was just like, make me stop. Like, but, like when he was the exact statements that they were being said and I was sitting there and going, wait, why wouldn't they just make Mysterio like, if you could just make everybody forget something, why wouldn't you just make everybody forget that Mysterio right. outed him? Like that's the easy solution here. Yeah, and and I agree. I, I the whole I, I think I said this to you in our text, Michael. Like the whole spell of his thing drove me crazy, and I just think about it. Like is the is the only solution. I'm like, just don't let yourself think about it, because like I I do I am a little confused leaving the theater like. So, so Spider, like, aren't they going to be like worried about Spider? They don't know who he is, but like, are they? Is he still an Avenger? I guess does he still do those things? Like, what do people remember? So, like, it, it, he he can't even tell Happy that he was Aunt May's nephew or whatever. Like, I, I was just very confused about where that left off and what that so means for the other movies. I- yeah, so I did some I so I did some comic book research and kind of was like where's like there's obviously some sort of parallel to this. 
And so I kind of did some like looking and there is something similar that happens in one of the comics um, where Dr. Strange does something similar. And as it, as I understood it in the comics is that the spell that Dr. Strange cast doesn't make you like, they don't get blotted from existence. It's not like, it's not like an infinity stone snap. So he still has like a social security card and a date of birth and like all that stuff. Right. That was my concern. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know. He's still going to pay his taxes, right? Yeah. When 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 he turns 18. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, so he has that, but it's more along the lines of people would remember that Spider-Man is a person. They still know who Spider-Man is. People just forgot that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and Mm -hmm. they forgot Peter Parker being a person, but they still remember Pete, like they still remember there is a person that is Spider-Man. So it's kind of like if you were told not to like you know it's it's the idea that people still remember him but they don't remember peter parker being spider-man right. so he was still and, in like in that fight yeah he was still there he was still there people still remember that uh spider-man was there they still remember peter parker they, they remember the person that was spider-man but not that peter is spider-man and so that right. kind of like so he, he could theoretically go up to people though like avengers and be like hey uh i'm peter parker like if he wanted to they would be like, like that means nothing to me and then they'd be like <laughs> if he was like i'm spider-man they'd be like hey spider-man we yes. did an awesome time against that one thing in that one place yeah and then if he took off his mask and is like i'm peter parker they'd be like oh my gosh you're peter parker who's peter parker yeah, who is that yeah <laughs> you're and poor kid from like, queens and then like another part of it is like um You'll notice that MJ is still wearing the uh, the black uh, the b- black Dahlia necklace right. mm-hmm. that she got. So it's not so she still remember. So the idea in, in the comic books I'm referencing here, they're still like you would still remember that that event happened. She would remember that she got that necklace. She got it from a person, but she wouldn't remember who she got it from, and her mind would actually kind of stop her from remembering, and her mind would actually cause her to be like, "Oh, I shouldn't remember this." Not like. Mm-hmm. out loud it that's how it happens in the comic books but that's because it's reed richard and he's super smart he literally has like a panel where he's like hey i feel like i should remember this thing and then he goes but my brain's making me think i shouldn't remember this so i probably shouldn't and walks okay. away so like that's okay. kind of the memory wipe that idea but again why we couldn't do that to the mysterio thing right yeah speaking of uh, i do have another com- random complaint about the movie Yes. Um, and the Mysterio reminded me. Uh, J. Jonah and uh, not seeing, he didn't get to see his other uh, uh, version of himself. Like, we didn't get two J.K. Simmons <laughs> on the screen arguing with each other over newspapers and, and TV and which one's more. Well, and see, it's funny you bring that up because I, and I was happy as I was that he was in this movie, I thought that was kind of a plot hole. And that J. Jonah Jameson, who appears and acts like the Jameson we saw in the Maguire Spider-Man universe, is now here in the MCU. And there was never any mention about who this guy is or the possibility of other Jonas existing out there. <laughs> so I, you say that and it sounds kind of silly, but that, that was one thing that was kind of bugging me about this movie and that it didn't really seem like they 
put a ton of thought into Wait, that. so you're saying that the one the one we saw that, that was kind of fan servicey. Wait, that's the one you're, are you saying the one we saw mm-hmm. you're saying is the original one? He just I, came he just came in and, and started No, because he was on he was in the end of the yeah. other Spider Man. He was right? in the end of Far From Home. He was established as a character in the MCU and then that's just who he is for the entirety of No Way Home, and there's not, there's no other Jonas. So, well, I do enjoy. I did enjoy him selling his diet pills or whatever. Like all of those assholes who have those terrible news channel TV shows. That was yeah. a very nice touch. That oh, I felt like I was the only one who laughed at in the theater, but I thought that was great. <laughs> I mean, it could always be a plot hole that. J.K. Simmons is playing Jameson in a Spider-Man movie, and it would still be fun because of how perfect he is for that character. So, yeah, yeah. that was great. Um, to be clear, I was actually, I uh, there was a few things I was disappointed. Like, we were doing so much fan service. I'm mad that there wasn't more fan service, or like at least like little throwaways. Like, yeah. kind of irritated that um, uh, 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 Toby never got to like be like, like take a moment and be like, wait, is that like they could have done it like on the side where like he's in the science room and they're doing the whole phone call to Jonah or I mean, after they do the whole science room thing, like he's like watching the TV and sees him Mm -hmm. on there and goes, wait, isn't that? And Peter goes, Oh yeah, that's Jay. Like a Tom Holland, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man goes, Oh yeah, that's Jay Jonah. Jay like just kind of brushes it off. And like, they could have done something where they acknowledge, like he looks exactly like, like Toby being like, no, right. that's my white. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Or the other thing I really wish they would have done is the whole uh, at the end. Yeah. Um, if they would have brought back uh, the guy from Spider Man Two about the whole rent thing, that would have been funny. Oh, I was. I would have died. Yeah, I was waiting. I, I, I honestly, because that apartment was so shitty that he moved into at the end. I, I was like, definitely thinking they were gonna bring that guy back. I really wanted that to happen too, but yeah, yeah. I guess how much fan service can you get? I was yeah. I I thought it was kind of weird that Norman and Toby's Peter didn't have any sort of fan servicey moment, especially after he stabbed him at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they just kind of well, and that's carried on. that's another that's another complaint of mine. Where I, I understand it's Tom Holland's movie, but and maybe this just turns into something else because like I I wanted to see more of Toby McGuire, <laughs> but I think <laughs> that's just the like fanboy in me that loves the original Spider-Man series. I'm like, it's been a long time since we've seen him. We yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for. Doing. I'm ready for Spider-Man Four, original Spider-Man Four. Honestly, like give me that. Like I was so intrigued seeing him again and him being able to talk to Doc Ock and and uh, and I just was like, you you could still make a movie of a 45 year old. Peter Parker, you know, in the original <laughs> Spider Verse, like that—that that would be the dream. Because I, I, every time I got to see a little glimpse of him, I was like so happy. Um, and I know he played an important role in this, and and subtle, like good for the movie, but like selfishly, I was like, give me more, like give me more closure, and more fan service, and talk I, more about Mary Jane. I loved the uh, Toby Peter and uh, Doc Ock. Experience. Oh yeah! I thought that yeah. was oh, yeah. handled perfectly. Mm-hmm. I thought with where Doc Ock ended as a character in Spider-Man Two, even though these guys all got ripped out of their universes and sent here um, before their deaths, um, that that made a lot of sense for him as a character um, from where he ended off. So I thought that was good to see. 
I kind of wish, you know, if we're talking fan service, I wanted to hear Danny Elfman's uh, Spider-Man theme one time during this, and I thought they were going to do it. That's a good point. Then they didn't, which... <laughs> that's I, a good point. I probably have to go back and watch to see if they did anything like that. I, I mean, I didn't notice anything, but, yeah, it does, I don't recall anything like that. I mean, like that That would have been cool, and that they don't have to throw it in there too often, but, you know, just once. Yeah, those musical and, cues for that kind of stuff could is, like, it, it helps the viewer, too, in a way, so I, I think that is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and in terms of the other characters, I think like a lizard connors definitely was pushed into the background mm-hmm. this a lot i well, thought i went didn't get to do a whole lot other than just kind of flip-flop on whose side he was on which yeah and also I, all he did i i feel like they like did why did they like actually like, i i'm wanted to do research because i want to figure out why they didn't actually use the real actor well that's like, what i was i i thought for the the, the entire film that they just didn't want to come back so they're just using them in their like monster form, but mm-hmm. then they kind of did at the second at the end for a second, and I was I, like, oh, like do I you actually eat? don't think um, Sandman was there. I no I, right. It seemed I want to go back and I got I want to go back and do a lot of research and like comparisons here because it almost looks like they just reused footage. No, and that's what I felt like the on the first watch too. I was like, okay, he's there, him, and I was like, maybe they just didn't want to bring. Um, Whatever his name, I can't recall. Uh, maybe they didn't want to bring the actors back, or, or the Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, Thomas Hayden yeah. Church, of course. So it, um, it says here that he and God, I cannot say his name. Right. Um, R- Race Ifons, who played <laughs> Connors. That's terrible. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so those two guys, they voiced the computer-generated characters, but the stuff at the end, when they're in their human forms, was archival footage from. The movie yeah. they were in previously, and just uh, COVID reasons, or just like they didn't want to come back for it. It, like it doesn't reasons. say. Yeah. Uh, either of those are fairly plausible, I would say. I, 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 it was very clear the whole time. It was very distracting, honestly, to me. Those two, I was like, I'm glad they brought him back, but it was also very like, I, oh, there's a reason they're not back, back. You know, the lizard wasn't as bad. I feel like the lizard. I felt like okay, yeah, uh, he's in his that whatever, and it, only at the end did I was like, okay, something is really fishy here. But Sandman, I was like, this is. I was like, this is super weird that he's still like this, and he's not like because in the movie, in, in in his movie that he's in, he 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 changes into his human esque form all the time. So yeah, I don't know. It just. I feel, I feel like they really just shoved them into the back and didn't care at all. Yeah. I am grateful, if we're going to talk about the villains, that they just decided to leave. I guess they left two Green Goblins behind and <laughs> Ven- I guess two Venoms behind, although technically Bob Hardy uh, was in the end. But I'm very grateful. That was Those were great choices. I'm glad they, they didn't try to. And I guess they kind of left Paul Giamatti's Rhino behind, although they, he, got a, he got a shout out. Um, which I appreciated, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that was definitely a good choice not to bring in two very different Harry Osborns and two very different Eddie Brocks. Then they're just oh, like, man. we're we're just gonna move away from this and, and you, call you it have, good at these villains. You have to be so careful with that too, because it's already the movie's already you know struggling under the weight of all this fan service and this giant cast. <laughs> just keep tossing them in there make sure we include everybody it just it it you can't sustain that in a movie 
I know, but like we, they, I'm, they shouldn't have been able to sustain what they already had, and, and they did, and they yeah. they were pretty, yeah, risky still. But I'm glad that they toned it down there at least. I I, I was so see- terrified. I was so terrified that Tom Hardy's Venom was because I, I I've only watched one and a half of the two of the <laughs> Venom movies so far. And I was like, please don't do this. So at the end of that post credit scene, everyone was like excited. And I was like, no. I was like, please don't leave him. Please don't leave him. And then they disappeared. And I was so grateful. Because I was like, that's exactly Why? how you handle that. Why? Because he's going to be, Kevin, he's going to come back. There's the Sony <laughs> CU now. Like, no. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. They've already connected Morbius to. Uh, the MCU Vulture. So, mm-hmm. and they've connected I saw, I saw Morbius Two trailer. Yeah, right. So, Venom's there. He <laughs> that Venom's there. Okay, in some I don't shape know. Form. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's coming, I'm, Kevin. Deal I'm glad it. that they just left a, a, a drop of that Venom. Although that does kind of suck because then that means that's the canon Venom, and like if he does take over. Tom Holland, he's going to have that stupid, stupid voice. Oh my gosh. Uh, not look forward to that. Come on, Eddie. Come on. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Can yeah, we that's... eat his brains? How not... do those Venom movies make billions of dollars? I'll never understand. Having not seen those movies, that was fun trying to explain that to my wife <laughs> on the way home about what the hell was happening there. <laughs> You're like honestly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not not too far off. Um, no. Yeah. Um, sorry, there was another. Oh, um, how did you guys feel about Ned suddenly getting magical powers? I mean, he, 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 he didn't did. have actual powers. <laughs> yeah. so just that little bracelet thing or whatever. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know this character from anything. I don't know if he's a comic book character or kind of made up for the movies, but like. You know, they, the the whole joke about him, his best friend, you know, becoming a villain and trying to kill him. And Ned is like, I'll ne- never do that to you. Like, was that foreshadowing or was that just complete jokes? Um, like, I think it was so, a joke. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a joke. Uh, the Ned character is, he's kind of a Miles Morales character. Um, so he is a Spider-Man-like friend. I don't. I'm not caught up on the Miles Morales stuff. I'm trying to catch back up on my spider, my Amazing Spider-Man right now. Um, but I don't think Ned in that function is bad. I can't remember. Does he have any power? Like, is that like him getting these powers? Was that anything of a shout out, or was this just like a fun for him to do something in a movie where they fun or a way for them to advance the plot because the screenwriter said so. Oh, I yeah, think it's true. that I, one. I, read, I did read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Set that up. Cause it, it did, um, there's like a part of, they had somebody else originally do it. Right. They didn't say who, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, they said they had originally had in mind, like another uh, superhero to, get the other spider-man to come through the portal or whatever come through the come you know all come together yeah and they had to scrap scrape that but they like scrap it but they uh wouldn't say who it was so you know some people are like oh it might have just been dr strange who would have done it but it wasn't very clear um oh. i'm sure that will come out actually Sh- shit i know who this character is now 
oh shit yeah no he's gonna definitely be bad um <laughs> so that's that kevin <laughs> if this is now admittedly uh my girlfriend pointed this out that um uh, zendaya is not mary jane watson she's michelle yeah. uh jones watson watson mm-hmm. so i didn't realize this until just now because i because you're talking about this kevin i was like i actually haven't looked up ned i just assumed he was this other character no if he is edward ned Leeds, then he's going to be the hobgoblin yeah and that's where and that would work well with like that joke right where he's talking right. about harry turning it uh, t- harry turned into green goblin just technically yes. right but yes, it still worked. It still worked to make it like oh yeah, goblin esque. Well, and it works I... now too because he doesn't know who Peter is in Spider Man. Although, right, yeah, yeah. So he's got to win, win him back, or try to, and then maybe not be able to. But um, I it seemed to me like they were kind of setting up Ned to be like an apprentice or a ward or something for Doctor Strange, Ugh. not just because of the the bracelet thing and you know the cape saved his life and whatever but um the cloak or whatever the fuck it is but uh he knew the sanctum sanctorum like he knew he was had knowledge of that he's going to mit like strange seemed kind of impressed with him during that one moment that was pretty subtle but uh Very I, could true, yeah. them, I could see them setting him up as like strangers apprentice or whatever yeah that's probably a better guess because they're giving him like his first touch of power is through that so unless the uh, yeah that, I, I, that would make more sense unless i'm completely misreading that but that was no i agree i think it's not an accident like i don't think those are accidents for sure yeah i mean yeah no now that i've i looked him up and realized that ned ned is short for edward which i didn't realize until just this moment now it all clicked into place because I just, just, like I said, I had seen him and I kind of real. I, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, he's this character that's in the Miles Morales storyline. Um, and he might be the Hobgoblin in that. I don't think he is, but yeah. So, um, uh, can we, yeah, it did say, I saw on Wikipedia that he was, um, against his own will, he was like brainwashed into being Hobgoblin. And if you look at the Wikipedia for that character, it does say that, net, uh, uh, Jacob uh, battle on portrays Ned in it, so it seems like it's the same character. Yeah, but can we just take a second? Are you, are you sure Ned is short? For, yeah, wow, it is. Okay, Ned is short for Edward. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my. A... It's my. It's that's literally my middle name, and I didn't know that. Apparently, it's also short for Ed, Ed and Eddie, of course, but also Ted and Woody, and I had no idea. <laughs> okay, today I learned. Yeah. Woody. Um, Crazy. <laughs> okay uh so man we are all over the place um what did you think about uh i mean another big beat uh let's talk about aunt may dying um and that whole scene like what did you guys think about that stuff yeah i mean it was heartbreaking it was um both unexpected and expected i guess like you know it made sense with after where it landed but um i think everyone enjoyed uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May in a, in a weird way, not like the, her traditional way, but it wasn't like, I don't think anyone had a huge problem with it. So it's hard to watch. Um, I think the scene itself was a little all over the place, but I do understand the importance of, especially for record to have that loss and to have that line spoken. And then to also very similar to Into the Spider-Verse have the 
have that um, bond him with the other Spider-Man, right? Like in the, into the Spider-Verse, they did the same thing where they said like, my uncle Ben died or my, I failed my creator or whatever. And they all bonded over that and were able to rally through it. Um, so I, I understand the need for it. it. It's unfortunate that they had to, you know, it's, it's definitely a trope to, uh, there's a term for it, um, like fridging, I think. Uh, fridging. I, I don't know if this would be fridging, but I can. I don't know. Because you just kill a character. Isn't it like you kill a character to get it's an emotional you, response? It's when you kill a female character to get a male character's, uh, to advance the male character's story. And I don't know. So my, I, I, you're, I don't think you're wrong, Kevin. I just think maybe fridging is specifically a, like a love interest. Or like, oh, a love interest. Okay. Maybe, well, then but a, I'm not sure. How about a, um, uh, whatever, the, a family fridge, you know, <laughs> family fridging. Um, no, but I, I, it sucks to lose her, but it's, that's, it's rare. Deaths are rare in the MCU. So it's nice that there were stakes, of course. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I still, I had to see that. I'm not sure I love the way it happened. It was just strange. I felt like, um, but definitely heartbreaking. And, and it really gave Tom Holland a lot to chew on like, for emotions, especially in that last scene with the green goblin when he's just beating the shit out of him. Um, you know, and, and that was like the whole climax of everything. So I, I, I understand why they handled it well. And I think it's cool to kind of disregard like uncle Ben and, and throw it onto Aunt May. You know, it's a nice, unique mm-hmm. twist. Willem Dafoe is so good as Green <laughs> Goblin that he is the arch nemesis of two Spider-Men from yeah. different <laughs> I, I did have a friend I did have a friend with me who was like who said something like I didn't realize the Green Goblin was like so menacing and important like she, you know like that yeah. the, the that was such a big villain cuz he really did take up um, you know, so much, and that, that's a good point. He's terrifying in the first one, and he's just as terrifying in this one as well. Yeah, he's still remains the, the biggest dickhole of Marvel oh, yeah. comics. Um, but uh, sorry, Jesse, what's up? Sorry, I just wanted to break it before we get too far away. Uh, Kevin, uh, fridging would be you could use fridging in this terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be loose. Sorry, I just want I really want to look this up, uh, and it's actually based off a comic. Um, so it, the, the term for those that don't know, fridging is where, um, essentially the plot is moved forward, um, usually applied to male characters involving their female interests, but it could be applied to numerous different scenarios of all genders and does not necessarily have to reflect a romantic relationship. It could also be platonic or familial. So fridging is the correct term. Cool. Good. Also other fun uh, ways to call it is putting on a bus. Um, girl, girl in a box. Um, and then uh, was what was sorry. I just found another one. Uh, fridge horror. That was the other one. Oh. There you go. Sorry. Okay. Continue, Great. Jesse. <laughs> no, that was that was important. I'm glad we got that closure for that part, so we know for next time. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm with Kevin in that. I think the emotion of the Aunt May death scene was really good the execution i thought was a little wonky because they first that i thought they were almost doing a fake out like oh well maybe she's not actually mortally wounded and she's gonna get through this and shake it off which is kind of lame considering she just got blasted by a goblin 
bomb. And as Kevin said last time, those things incinerate people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesse, she didn't just get blasted by a gobble bomb. She got fucking wrecked by a glider. Yeah. As yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Just I to be clear. Glider. <laughs> yeah. So double yeah. whammy. Um, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> but uh, they did. I thought they were going to... F- do a fake out and then they went back into the no i'm i'm actually really dying <laughs> yeah it was like a double fake out it was like oh no she's actually okay oh no she's yeah. not yeah uh, I, yeah i didn't love that part i think it kind of took me out of the the raw emotion of the scene and i think it had a negative effect overall i mean i guess it showed her strength right the fact that she tried to get up again able to have that conversation in a way if you want to twist it into positive but it still didn't like work as well I think as I there thought. was yeah, I think there was probably a better way to do that if yeah. that was their intent. So that didn't totally work for me. I, uh, Holland, I thought, was incredible uh, with his range of emotion throughout this movie and uh, did a really good job when it mattered the most. Um, also, the fight scene prior to that between Goblin and Peter, mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite fight scene that we've gotten in a Spider-Man movie. And not just because... Uh, Defoe is busting out his uh, uh, WWE move set on Spider Man <laughs> when they're fighting in the hallways or anything. Wait, so, that was your favorite in all Spider Man movies or in the home trilogy? In the Holland trilogy. Oh, in Holland, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it was pretty, I, I would say it's pretty, it, it ranks pretty high for me. I feel like even in all of the Spider Man movies, because yeah. it was it was pretty brutal, uh, the parts between him and Green Goblin. Like, it was pretty ridiculous um yeah. Yeah, i'd have to see it again i mean i'm just, i definitely this the the fight scenes in this movie were impressive like more impressive than the other holland and home trilogy for sure i just i'd have to see this one again yeah there. so to experience i think just that level of brutality which is something that tom holland spider-man has not gone through yet i mean he got blipped but you no know, not so, like not like in a fight like this um, so I was actually thinking about that, Jesse, and I'm happy you brought it up because I was rem- I was thinking back to his other like fights, and I feel like this is the first time he's really been pushed to his limit with a human combatant. Yes. Um, all the other ones have been like anytime he's been really like pushed is he is like Thanos, um, weird uh, psychic guy who I can't remember um, in um, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Uh, then all the crazy aliens that attack. Uh, at the end, uh, at the end, and and ooh, wow, in Endgame, at the end of Endgame, um, <laughs> like man, I need all... to see, I need to see Infinity War again. I don't remember weird psychic guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the the guy that takes him on the ship and uh, uh, yeah, it's something like that. He's he's yeah. one of the children of Thanos. Um, but like, I was like, when I like remember, I was like, wait, the first guy he fought. Uh, in No Way Home was Vulture, who was just a normal guy with fancy technology. Uh, next person he fought was Mysterio, just a normal guy with fancy technology. Yeah. This is the first supervillain that we've seen him face that's been a human that's been able to go toe-to-toe with him in the same way. Like, you see him when he's doing that first fight scene with the, in the hallway. He's just bashing him, and he's clearly pulling his punches because that's what he's used to doing with normal people, and Green Goblin's just laughing it off. So, yep. like, it's mm. that. Yeah, so no. Good. So, so good. good. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. 
that's the difference, really. That was, I think, the turning point for this as a Peter Parker story, is he's pushed to that physical limit and simultaneously experiences a traumatic personal loss for no reason than the villain just wanted to hurt him. And that hasn't happened to Tom Holland's Spider-Man yet. That's all very good points. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what did you think of Aunt May's death scene? Uh, I thought it was real dumb. Uh, <laughs> both times. I hated it both times. Um, because tears, tears were being shed around us. To be clear, I her actual death, the emotional meaning behind her death... I teared up. I do. It's like, yeah, I understand that loss. I can, I feel for Peter in that moment. I hate how it's staged. I hate the, the like whole thing of like, you see her stand up. She has no blood on her. And then Peter touches her and she's gushing blood. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Like his hand is covered after like a few moments of holding her. Where did all that blood hide before she got up? Like, she, you, you see her get just absolutely obliterated by that glider. Mm-hmm. Like you watch her body, body cartwheel and then she kind of gets blown up in that explosion. And then it's like, okay, uh, why is she standing up? We literally have seen that glider impale people, run into Spider-Man, cut him. We've seen this glider do damage to people. And this is just a normal woman who got obliterated and she's like, you know, perfectly fine. So I just feel like it could have been staged slightly better. Like Peter, like he's trying to find her. She's still on the ground the entire time. Like he's trying to lift something off of her. And then eventually does the the classic Spider-Man has to lift this heavy thing and eventually is able to lift this heavy thing, uh, thing that happens to him like all the time. And then he realizes that she's like bleeding out horribly and then dies because he's like released the pressure off of her. Like, I just feel like her standing up and walking around just really lessened the whole it it was a fake out and it was a it was a bad fake out in my opinion because it just kind of lessened the whole experience. So, John Watts is not yeah. the most meticulous director I've ever seen in my life. After, I I, I picked up, I picked up on that during this movie. Um, yeah. my other favorite part of that scene though is when Happy drives up on an active police yeah. thing doesn't get shot. If he was somebody yeah, else, like he would have definitely like been shot. Raising his, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's no... It wasn't mean, just police, that was like SWAT, right? Like yeah, SWAT, like exactly. Hands. Yeah, and I, I leaned to my girlfriend, I was like, if Happy was somebody else, he would have. J- they would have just gunned him the, the F down. Like, there's no reason yeah. they shouldn't have shot him. And then I also enjoyed in that scene with the SWAT guys when they're like, put up your hands, we're going to open fire, open fire. Bang, 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 bang. I think it was like maybe like six shots or at least uh, uh, like four or five rounds of burst fire. They hit him once and then they go, okay, that's it. And you're like, uh, one, did you know if there were any civilians in that area that were potentially a harm? No, didn't check that. Just shot at Spider-Man. Two, didn't shoot long enough to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> like, why did you even shoot? So he would run away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a can of worms that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> but you're, you're spot, you're spot on. It's just they, I maybe they, it's these commentary the, on yeah. the state of certain forces. In yeah, America. I mean, oh, and uh, sorry, I just remember this too. Uh, so that scene was kind of buggy, but uh, William, back to William Defoe real quick. Um, credit to the man. Um, he in Spider-Man One 
did, I think it was accredited. I don't know how accurate this is, but I've heard um, he did around uh, like 85% of his own stunts in that movie uh, when it came up. And the man at 66 in this movie did more of his stunts than he did in the previous movie he was in. So that's insane. Yeah. So a lot of those. He's 66. That's insane. Yeah. Right. He goes for it, dude. Dude, he he went hard. Like he did a really good job. Like even I I was in researching this because I was curious because you know the behind the scenes stuff. That's my favorite things. Um, They were talking about how uh, Toby uh, said he was actually impressed how in shape uh, William Dafoe was for. uh, for how old he was in 2002 and the fact that he was still able to do a lot of his stunts in this movie at 66, just, you know, what an amazing actor. That's great. Did they, did uh, they I, age uh, him at all? Because I, he, I think they might've done they, a little bit de-aging on him. They definitely did a lot of de-aging on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought, uh, he looked, I thought he looked pretty fucking good for 66. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Molina is definitely noticeable the DA gene. Um, yeah. but no, I mean not at, like well done still. Just you they, you just knew there's no way that that's how he's looking. It bothered but, me less here than like Michael Douglas's DA gene yeah. did in the first yeah, chance. Yeah. And that shit was awful. And I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other small uh thing about William Defoe and Green Goblin. Harry Osborne, uh, or Norman Osborne, was the <laughs> one line when he's like trapped in the uh, Doctor Strange's basement, the and meme. He, he referenced the meme, and I, I, I want to know, I want to know your opinion on that because nobody even chuckled in my theater, but it wasn't like nobody even groaned either. I groaned. Nobody. There's no noise. Wait, what meme? The so when he said I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh he, yes. He oh, self yeah, yeah, yeah. he So as a reference to the original Spider-Man, but. That's yes, also yes, turned yes. into a meme over the years as well. So it's definitely like thrown in there to be like, oh, this would be fan service, but also like meme service, you know, like we'll get everybody. But it, like no one had a response in my theater. Yeah. But I, I had an audible groan because I was like, that's <laughs> you're trying too hard. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think about it. I don't think it was it was whatever. I think there was no reaction to it. I think people. Were just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There's no reaction. because. <laughs> That's okay. that's one of the. I think that's the thing I was most annoyed about having to wait to see this movie. Other than trying to dodge all the spoilers, was when we went last night. I mean, there was hardly anybody there, so I didn't really get to hear what people are reacting to and enjoying mm. it. This like big time event type of film, and so I feel like I kind of missed out on some of that. You just had my weird reaction sitting next to you. I could I could hear your rants better than I could when we went and saw Dune. So oh, fair. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> um, so that that was kind of a bummer, but yeah, I didn't really like that line. Otto talking about the power of the sun was okay. I, I don't that's know fine. This that's like a throw. That, that, that's a throwback line to like what what he's thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it wasn't just like a like him saying scientist himself. Like it was definitely intentional, and it was just too much. Like I don't know if you've seen, I haven't even finished it yet. But if you've seen the new Matrix, Matrix Four, yeah, like I've only seen half of it so far. I'm gonna finish it, but I, I it's so it. it's so You're meta. Right. It just it just self self it just references itself the entire time, and it's like 
it's it's overdone. You're like, okay, like we don't we don't need this. I felt like this movie handled the meta better, other than that like one line. Like they're like, yeah, this stuff exists, and these people are going to be in it, but they didn't like they didn't just throw it down your throat like the new Matrix has so far. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> some of that stuff bothered me. Some of it I was happy to see. Some of it I was indifferent to, and that's that's kind of the the tricky part about fan service is when you overdo it, you know, the good stuff can kind of get lost in the shuffle of, you know, this relentless amount of fan service. Um, Wait, can we, uh, we haven't talked about one thing. I know we're going to, we need to wrap up soon. I'm sure, (laughs) but we have all somehow electro. I I was about to actually talk about that. I was going to say, let's talk about that right now. So, I'm more than happy to talk about that. Yeah, I want to hear what you two think about it. Like, just uh, what I think about Electro? And yeah, him. well, like, what do you think about him in this movie? Like, we, we know the stars here were Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin, right? And then it was nice to have Sandman and the Lizard just to complete the thing. But Electro is definitely the one that is probably the most different from his original screen, his original movie. Um, but they did have some, like, nice nod backs like him actually talking to his Peter Parker you know because they did have a, a brief relationship in Amazing Spider-Man 2 so at least <laughs> they acknowledge that um, but he's still definitely different and he definitely was like the butt of a lot of the jokes like with the eels um, yeah. <laughs> and you know he also made that joke about like thinking Spider-Man was black and and just like the whole thing of it because I, I he was very fascinating to me and I don't know how I feel about it like he definitely is different and I don't know if it was a good thing they definitely or a made a neutral thing. They definitely made the Amazing Spider-Man movies the butt of a lot of jokes, <laughs> yeah. rampant jokes about how bad and unsatisfying those movies were. Um, so that I think was not just limited to him, but also Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, the events that transpired in those films, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I hadn't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 since we went and saw it in the theater, Kevin. So that's been eight years or whatever it's been now. Um, almost almost 10. Almost 10. So a, a cool decade since I've seen that performance and how he portrayed that character. To me, I just felt like they kind of scrapped that. And this was just Jamie Foxx playing Electro with like a clean slate almost. I guess the original Spider-Man was 2012. Amazing Spider-Man. So, it's, yeah, eight, eight years. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, they kind of scrapped this. It, was, they also... If this was a new character, like, oh, Jamie Foxx is going to play Electro, I would have thought, oh, well, he just kind of did what he thought would be best for this role based on, and that's why they got him. He's not so much trying to stay true to what whatever was done before. Right. If that Yeah. Makes. <laughs> I, so I think it's interesting because um, they even talk about like Jamie Foxx doesn't know who Peter Parker is right? like in his own movie. So I don't know. It just kind of felt like they were pulling him in because they were like, oh, this is like a character that was in these movies and we want to add him to this movie because fan service. Um, but he did have little... like he did have a, a connection to Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man was important to him and his character, right? He didn't know who Peter Parker was. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm not saying like it was wrong for them to pull him in, but like he doesn't fit into why the other villains are there. Mm. That's the big crux of it. Is that's my kind of issue with them. Uh, I love him as Electro in this instance. I love the fact that yeah. they got rid of the blue. He specifically said he's like, I'm not coming back if you make me blue. <laughs> he said that that was like a thing, and so they didn't. And I'm happy about it. They even did his his lightning bolt mask, which I love. Uh Uh, Uh Like they paid homage to that. They did. They made him that yellowy green that he is that back to his original comics. I love him in this movie because he's so he's, I feel like this is the redemption for that electro character. And I feel like that actually is a lot of things with this, uh, with four amazing Spider-Man. I feel like there was a lot more redemption for those movies in this movie because they do have good characters sometimes there's like glimmers and they actually able to shine it up a little bit and let you there's, see that there's like there's better sparkles stuff. dude yeah sparkles yeah well i because so i the only defense i have of amazing spider-man 2 is i really liked where they started with electro and then they just ended they just landed poorly with him but i do like his weirdness and this yeah the stupid falling to the eels thing is dumb but there was something about it that I was like really enjoying, and then they just completely blew it by the end of the movie. So I actually enjoyed what they were trying to do here, and it, it gave me like some closure on it. And I'm glad they kind of retconned it. Um, I I thought Jamie Foxx did well. I've just heard some mixed reviews about him in the role and 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 what they did, and I feel like it, it gets overlooked a lot. But I thought like he was comedic in this. He also was like key in some of like the explaining. Um, you know what happened to some of the, like the lizard afterwards like he explained mm-hmm. to him like oh hey you died you know like like that kind of thing and i i thought it was enjoyable but i just feel like it's definitely being overlooked um i guess i'd have to rewatch it to see you know him go from like he like not sure where he wanted to be and then all of a sudden he's like addicted to the power um, but i felt like it was well done i felt like he did better than he's getting credit for yeah, I I was kind of bummed actually that <laughs> he had to go back to his own his own universe at the end. For a second, <laughs> I thought they were gonna leave him. Like I thought they were gonna like set him up as something else because he seemed like super focused on like being in that universe, having that power. I thought they were gonna find like some loophole to keep him around, you know, for some way, and just like, but that ended up not being <laughs> the case. It would have been interesting to keep like something from those other universes around. I guess they kept the venom. Yeah, Symbi- the symbiote at the end, yeah. and that's like the thing. <laughs> um, I do have one quick thing, unless there are more electro thoughts to get out. I'm ready. I no, I don't. Uh, yeah, Let's, I, just, we can go I gotta give a quick shout out to they found a good way to bring in, I think, Charlie Cox, uh, Matt Murdock into this, mm. into mm. this MCU. Mm, careful. And, I was happy. Okay, to, I was I happy saw, to see him. Um, I saw you got jazzed about that, Jesse. Yeah, because I, I love him in that role, and who knows how that's going to play out under Marvel's guidance. But uh, I really like what he did with the character. Um, I was okay with how they brought him in because I remember watching the uh, Spider-Man animated series in the '90s, and there was an episode where. Um, Matt Murdock represents Peter Parker when he's on trial. Um, so I, I thought that was a cool nod back to some of the history of those characters. And yeah, I was glad to see him. It's, uh, it goes all the way back to the comics too. Like that's yeah. he, 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 um, 
yeah, protects Spider-Man. Not protects him, but um, God, what's it? Defends him. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Defends yeah, him. that's what lawyer. That's what lawyers do. That's, yeah. Well, they've. Always, I feel like they've always kind of had interaction. They have similar. They've a shared villain for sure. And so it, it makes sense to have them in together. Yeah, that's, I mean, I definitely thought there was gonna be more to it. I, I um, but it's it's cool. It ended up being a cameo. I think that was the right amount since there was so much other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, just just to let everybody know, he's here and he's obviously still Daredevil. So, how, how did you catch that just now? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> really good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to mention that real quick. I I think it's important to talk about just the dynamic and the the scenes with the three spider-man of course yeah i think they for me they kind of go back and forth between being good and can we please get done with this like that's kind of where it feels like um i liked watching them science together that was super cute (laughs) um and i loved watching uh, lots of lots of peter doing smart things right it's almost like he's a smart genius or something oh god sorry um oof, that was that got a little heated there for a second uh but um he uh the the fact that you watch andrew garfield's uh peter parker go from kind of like you know the spider-man persona kind of attitude to then you suddenly watch his entire mannerisms change when he puts on the lab coat and lab coat and becomes peter parker he becomes kind of weird and fidgety and awkward and like kind of like doing like it's right back to his character as you know his peter parker and you know uh toby mcguire's peter is like kind of is still very like you a uh, cool youth pastory laid back that was always how he kind of was it's a great joke but right way. that joke definitely then, landed yeah and so like that's the thing is like those are the fun like watching them be peters together really made me actually appreciate and believe that semi that the tom holland peter parker is also smart um, we got and, them together for a lot longer than i thought we were going yeah through, by the way yeah well I the fact that the cameo. the web sling or the web um slinging scene existed or the multiple scenes of like where he shoots his webs from mm-hmm. the fact that that existed was enough for me that was that was wonderful <laughs> i did like the Avengers joke. Oh, that was good. The yeah. Avengers? That's great. Great. What, what is that? I am I am I thought they handled that really well. I was like afraid they're gonna be like talking about their Avengers and their universe or something. And like all the stuff that we didn't know about. Yeah. But I thought that was great. Yeah, I I read McGuire, one of the conditions he had for coming back is that he wanted his Peter's like history since Spider Man three. Like those details revealed to be very minimal in this mm-hmm. to keep things kind of vague about what he's been up to. Yeah, because he wants to set up for another. He wants for Spider-Man <laughs> Four, like I do. You know, let's get this going. Yeah, yeah he wants to do the whole uh, what, Last Stand Spider. What is that storyline uh, where he? Oh please, yes. Where he does? Where he wears like the awesome uh, Spider-Man leather jacket and is in the graveyard? Crap, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's gonna bug me. That's the one where you learn that he kills MJ with his radioactive yeah. sperm. Uh, yes, fun yes. Fact. that's what he wants to do. Also, we didn't we didn't get any MJ or um, Gwen Stacy in this. They didn't get pulled into the universe. Yeah, mm. I mean, when you start digging deep, there's 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 quite a few like, uh, wouldn't they also get pulled in? Uh, yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. Um, 
So I, th- I think we've been talking for a while. You guys want to wrap it up, kind of see what's yeah. going forward, some thoughts, because I do want to share um, some of the things that like what it means going forward. And I think I have a good segue for us if you're OK with that going. Yes, please do, because we are past our tight hour that we. Yeah, watched. right. <laughs> I'm trying for at least two hours. My phone is on four percent. So if I oh, drop gosh. off. OK. Um, so if I, I drop off, I just am returning to my universe. Don't worry. You, you just move <laughs> on without me. Um, so I think uh, in the clouds that are in the, the, the sky that's being ripped apart, um, you see a bunch of characters and like people coming in. Um, I think I identified Rhino, Scorpion, Black Cat. I think the superior Spider-Man who is Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body based on kind of the structure. And it looked like he had the mm-hmm. iron spider suit. Um, and then there's a bunch more. I'm super excited to see where they go with that. If they're pulling these people in and what super villain they're going to do next, are they going to do the Ned, Ned Leeds thing with a hot goblin? Who knows? It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Next person. So, so, so are we conf- like, I, I don't know the status cause I know there was like contract disputes and we barely got this movie. Right. I mean, like, are they confirmed that there's going to be more of the, like, it seems like there absolutely will be. But is there like anything set up in the phasing of you know like the typical Feige, MCU phasing? Feige confirmed that they're doing another one in the MCU. He didn't really offer much more detail than that. Mm, okay. Fun. But whatever name is from Sony, <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. I just can't remember her name. Um, she had said that. They have another trilogy for Tom Holland Spider-Man in the works, so I would assume oh. all those are planned to be in the MCU. But we've seen how that goes. So, yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I noticed a bunch of characters I didn't pick up in anything. I don't really know where they're going. I just know I'm excited for where they landed this one at. Um, I, I know there's much more of a clear line to the next. Um, Doctor Strange movie, obviously with Vision to Loki to this one, there's a lot that they want to go over with that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a clear idea of what's next, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if the next Spider-Man was Daredevil and Spidey trying to take down the Kingpin, I would be fucking up for that. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I think maybe Falcon could be in the mix for his character in the future um, as he's, you know, because, you know, the New York ties. Um, I don't really know story-wise beyond that because it seems like everything's so up in the air with Doctor Strange, with some of the other things that they have in the works and, like, who the next big bad is going to ultimately wind up being. And then you can kind of figure where things will go from there. I also hope the way that this next one kind of keeps him in that position where he has to kind of figure everything out on his own and you know truly be you know that that friendly neighborhood spider-man but without the assistance of any other heroes or much of a support system beyond himself in some ways probably definitely going to be a lot similar to Spider, the original Spider-Man 2, right, where, you know, he has the MJ thing where he's trying to figure out if he should, you know, change her life and tell her about this and try to get back in her life. Yeah. You know, like, that's not going to go away. And then also, 
I, it seems like he's scared to tell anybody who he is, so he's going to be taking on a lot, which is like very similar to, you know, the original Spider-Man trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, like not knowing who to say and, and and wanting to protect people, especially now that Aunt May's been hurt. So yeah, it really might be like a back to basics kind of movie while he figures out what to do with MJ. It's hard to say, you know, the villain at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And His life is gonna suck, and that's where that's where Peter Parker should live. Is in a yeah. shitty, <laughs> shitty hole, and he that's only gets where... small glimmers of happiness. Let's be miserable for be. our entertainment. Yeah, we need someone to relate to in our own suffering. Damn it, and it's you, <laughs> Peter. But uh, I, yeah, I absolutely do hope they keep him there. I think they will, at least for the next movie. We'll see. I also don't think it's out of the question that. Toby is going to get that Spider-Man 4, Kevin, or that Andrew's, Andrew's, Redemption, Tour. Andrew's <laughs> Redemption Tour will continue, and they'll give him another crack at it. I mean, I, I think everything's kind of on the table at this point. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely take the Toby Maguire over the uh, Andrew Garfield, but I, I, whatever, it would be great either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I'm happy to wrap it up here, boys, if you are. Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. Overall, I think everybody's pretty happy with this, which is good. It's where yeah. we want to be. Uh, yeah, I, I think if you've listened this far and haven't seen it yet, what I mean, I'm sorry that we spoiled all of this movie for you. Um, but uh, go out and see it. It's great. You'll have a great time. We didn't we didn't take any time to talk about why um, we were comparing it to Into the Spider Verse and why Into the Spider Verse worked better, but you know that's that could be another future podcast. That's, I mean, Into the Spider Verse is a whole other movie. That's, that's it's a whole other movie, but I also there's very similar qualities, and I, I have opinions about why one works and works better than the other. But we can save that for future. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us, Kevin. I uh, appreciate you always being here. Uh, talk about nerdy stuff with us. Um, yeah. yeah, no problem. I hope I redeem myself into being the amazing Spider-Man as, or the amazing <laughs> uh, guest is what I meant. Yes. Um, um, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I, I also appreciate the podcast helped me make sure I rewatched all the Spider-Man movie, movies before watching this movie. And that was a lot of fun for me. So <laughs> I thank you guys for making me do that. Wonderful. We love having you on. So. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. Uh, we try to get this podcast out weekly, usually on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, depending on how much I'm drinking or doing that weekend. Um, but if we were wildly inaccurate or I'm horribly wrong and this is is the best Spider-Man movie ever, or if you do agree that uh, Doctor Strange is horrifically nerfed in this uh, MCU universe, please feel free to let us know at hit the real podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hit the real podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also feel free to take a look at our uh, Patreon in the description below. Uh, we're just looking to get some more equipment and stuff like that just to expand the podcast out a little bit more. Um, but next week we'll be talking about something fun and interesting, maybe wizard based. Who knows? That one's been kind of a weird one for us, but we'll figure it out. And uh, Hey, like always, uh, Keep it real.